Hello and welcome to Waiting Since Last Saturday, episode 373, which I actually do have correct. It's also a palindrome, like good palindromic numbers. It actually will be um, 10 episodes until that happens again. I'm Will Leach here with Tony Waller on the post game of George's uh, tighter than you might have thought or liked 31 23 win over Georgia Tech. And before we get into the details of the game, I want to note a a Twitter message we got from Kyle, listener Kyle Herring, who was responding to something you were talking about the refs uh, on Twitter, Tony, and you can talk about the refs all you want. I encourage you to do so. But I think he made an overarching point that I think I finally have come around. I've come around to agree with. He says, Tony, I love you. And I love William F. Leach. And for the record, Kyle, I love you too. But the whole point of the GT game is to get past it. Why root against a noon game? I was talking with what young William Leach, who accompanied me to the game last night on our drive back from Atlanta. You know, we decided that now that there's been a self 730 game, noon games are fine moving forward. <laughs> noon games are fine. It was a great experience and a great vibe. But Kyle's right. This is a game you just want to get out of the way until the more important games and make sure no one gets hurt and maybe not have it go near midnight and maybe have it not be freezing and have it not be a little closer than you'd like. Let's get this game over at three o'clock and have a normal week because uh, I, I wouldn't say I was ever worried in this game, but it was uh, uh, it was maybe more of a of a of a pain that I thought it was going to be. And it may have uh, indicated some things that Georgia is really going to need to maybe work on next week. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Kyle. Thank you very much for the uh, thank you very much for the the Twitter. I I mean, you know, I, I root I root for personal reasons, um, just because um, it's more fun for me to 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 do this. But I, I get your point. Um, yeah. So let's start with with this. First off, I think two things can be true at the same time. One, uh, Georgia. It, it feels like to me, Georgia. And Georgia's coaches treated this game a lot of the way they treated some of the early season games in that they were super vanilla uh, defensively. Uh, of course, they held Bowers and uh, McConkey and Rara Thomas and Tate Ratledge out. Um, and, um, you know, basically just said, we're going to run the football. So that, that, that naturally limited scoring uh, and uh, Georgia tech, played their uh they played their asses off right I, I think those two things are can both be true i was really interested to see bill conley's uh you know uh, uh i guess uh sp plus um scoring differential kind of percentage percentile to win the game i expected it to be somewhere the eyeball test told me somewhere it's gonna be in the 80s and it'd be in 95 uh, for Georgia, like a 13 point differential. And if you think about, uh, you think about the fact that Georgia had two TDs call back on, um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get too much in the officiating on one, which was a call that, okay, you can probably make that same call on every, every play, um, uh, which was the Van Pram, uh, illegal receiver downfield. Uh, and then another one, which was, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a hold. Okay, let's we'll just call it that. Um, including one that ended up negating a not only negating a touchdown, but gave Georgia Tech uh, the ball when Georgia clearly would have at least scored three. Um, I feel like what we saw last night is a Georgia team that played um, just well enough to win and, and came into the game disinterested. Anyway, I just it's going to be impossible to see us do that against Alabama next week. Um, 
again, I want to make sure that that no one takes away me thinking Georgia did Georgia played a good game or that I uh, take anything away from Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's a better football team than any football we've seen team we've seen uh, them put on the field at least since 2016 and maybe even you know 13, 14, somewhere in that range. They play hard. That, there's just no question about that. And they, I mean, they cared about it more than Georgia did. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and that, that's I, honestly, I think they should. <laughs> and I think the fact that, that, uh, that, that Bowers didn't play and McConkie didn't play and Robert didn't play. And I think is indicative of this was a get in and get out game, which I think speaks to actually Kyle's point. Let's not get cute with this game. Let's just get it over with by three 30 and let everybody go home and have a full night's sleep. Cause I do think, do you, however, certainly if you are Alabama and you watch the way that Georgia tech was able to run on Georgia of all the things, this game, the score doesn't really make me very nervous. Uh, Beck, I thought made a few more off throws than we've seen him make in a while. Now, he wasn't bad to any stretch. He's, there's a couple times where they had that rhythm and it really going, but there he was off on a few more passes than we've seen. It was not one of his best games, but to me, the I, I'm not too worried about that either. The, the thing for me to worry about, the, the, Georgia Tech ran on him kind of at will. In fact, I think that Georgia Tech probably could have run on them more than they did, particularly because they couldn't pass. Um, that they talked, uh, Georgia uh, players talked about that after the game about how they need to wait. Uh, uh, learn something from this. Uh, never minding just Alabama, it's a little disturbing that Georgia Tech was able to run on them like that because they were able to do so pretty consistently. Yeah, I think if you want to take away a, a place to be concerned, officially concerned, is how well Georgia Tech was able to move blockers around on zone blocking and confuse Georgia's front. Um, like teams have been able, have been on occasion able to exploit. Uh, Georgia on the edges all all season, right? I mean, they they were Georgia was able to shut down uh, Judkins in the Mississippi game um, after a couple after some cooking earlier, but that this was not a situation where okay, you know, Georgia Tech got some early, but you know they they go it wasn't a situation where they got a hundred and fifty yards rushing in the first half on you know four chunk plays. This was. They were pretty consistently able to run the ball five, six yards when they wanted to. Um, that um, that is absolutely concerning. Um, it's not so much that I think Alabama's uh, skill talent is that much better than Georgia Tech's. I think, particularly quarterback, it is. But Alabama's offensive line certainly is, and I think Alabama's coaching uh, is is better than Georgia Tech's. So, if you want a place to officially be worried, obviously we will talk about that when we do the the preview podcast this week. Uh, the place to be worried is the the rushing defense, in particular, the front six or seven's ability to suss out quickly what's happening. Like there's, this is not the same Georgia defense we're used to seeing, and that is fine. Um, but the fact that we are middle of the pack in the SEC, somewhere in the 40s in the nation, on rushing, um, rushing defense has me nervous. I mean, uh, officially nervous, just because. Um, we, there are no more, um, there are no more teams we will face this season, uh, regardless of what happens Saturday and including Saturday that, uh, that they can't scheme in a way to put Georgia in a tough situation when they run the football. Yeah. And this is not the problem that just popped up. No, right? this is like, also, yeah, 
yeah, it's a it's recurring. You're right. Yeah, and I think that that's that that's the thing to be worried about. And listen, I think our whole preview podcast is going to be about the level of worry and whether the fear's back for some certain people, certain people. Because I've I've got that vibe a little bit of the uh oh. Uh oh, because they didn't look great against Georgia Tech, and then Alabama. We'll get into how they won, but there's a little bit of you know, they're ha- them having their special season. When when you went on a play like that, it makes you think that you're capable of all sorts of things, and like a lot of people feel that way. And so uh, I think there's, I mean, and also when we can get into it, well, maybe this is the time to get into it. Every uh, we keep saying every week, okay, they just need somebody to lose, they need someone to fall, they need something to happen, and none of those things keep happening. <laughs> like none, of, like Washington won, Oregon won, Florida State won, um, Texas won. Like all the things you'd want to happen, they're not happening. Like it really does look like it's going to come down to Alabama. And so my what I want to be careful of is getting too like. Listen, we've gotten so used to beating Georgia Tech 45 to nothing or whatever and breaking their spirits from the get-go that having the game be at night and having the game be tighter than you thought and having them to be able to run on, I think does have people more worried. It feels different in a way that's concerning coming into such and basically an all-or-nothing game on Saturday. But did you find, like, do you think people, including me and maybe even to a lesser extent you, are overreacting a little bit? Because I think people are legitimately concerned after the Georgia Tech game and after the Alabama game. Um, not just the not just the way that Georgia Tech was close, but the way they were able to run and the way that Alabama won. I don't know. It gives you a, oh my gosh, it's, it's of course the last SEC championship game where it's East as West is going to be Alabama. And of course it's going to be when you play, make the playoffs and lose, you're probably not going to. Um, uh, do do you uh, is there should, is can you make us feel better about that briefly at least from something from Saturday's game? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at it from the alternative perspective of um, Georgia was in that same game against Auburn uh, two months ago, and it was not nearly a as hard. Georgia didn't have to have heroics on the last play of the game to win the game, um, and and frankly. Um, you know, one of the things I did go look at to see what the um, the expected uh, win percent for Alabama would be versus Auburn, and they uh, Alabama won uh, it, it, very similar to actually bet, um, is a little better than what Georgia had against Auburn. But the difference is, is Georgia controlled that game better than Alabama did. Um, so you know, if uh, you know, you and I both already gotten a text from our friend Matt Adair, uh, and Adair is he, he's he's basically like I just think. Alabama comes up short. If if you, I don't see anything different uh, today than what I saw a week ago. And what I saw a week ago is I think Georgia and Alabama are clearly the two best teams in the SEC. I think, and with this without getting too much into pro, uh, to a preview, I think Georgia still is a better football team than Alabama. Um, there is nothing I saw last night um, when you factor in uh, how vanilla Georgia played on uh, defensively and offensively. That makes me think that uh, the game this week is going to be an Alabama blowout. Now, should people be nervous? Yeah, it's the best team we've played all season and by a fair amount. And, and on top of that, it's Alabama. And on top of that, the stakes are massive. But guys, the source team has played massive stakes games five times in the past two seasons. I, I don't, there's, I, I I hear I hear the fans' concerns and I understand that, 
this team, whatever pressure the team is feeling, it is about the pressure internally to play football to the best of their ability, not about the pressure to beat Alabama or even get in the playoffs. Because they know that if they play up to their standard, they will beat Alabama. And if that happens, you're in the playoffs, and that's what you want. All right, let's uh, let's let's do some ad work before we head uh, kind of bounce around everything that happened over Thanksgiving weekend. Of course, we do. I appreciate Ryan Strickland, the Strickland firm, for their season-long sponsorship of the Wait and Sis Last Saturday podcast. If you've been injured in an accident, reach out to Ryan Strickland, the Strickland firm. You can call 844-GA-JUSTICE or reach them on the internet at thestricklandfirm.com. We appreciate the Strickland firm sponsorship this season. Uh, and happy Thanksgiving, Tony. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. Did you and William have a good time at the football game? Let's we did. Aside, let's put aside the complaint or the worry about uh, it being a late game. How was the scene? It wasn't a complaint. I, I It was a good time. It was cold. It was definitely cold. Um, yeah. Ran into a lot of listeners, by the way. Uh, William is listening to, in on this right now, and he he can vouch that a lot of people not only came by and said hi to me, but complimented him on his uh, brief replacement for you. Uh, on that podcast. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous you won't renew my contract like Tom uh, or, or just run me off like Indiana did Tom Allen. It's just important to have people in the farm system. You know, it's, he's like a rookie league guy, but like five, six years later, when when one of the three of us, probably me, uh, has a piano fall on their head, he can come in and fill in. But we we saw we saw a lot of great people there. Um, wonderful. Like just I mean, really, you know, one of the things that's really great about doing this podcast is it's gotten to the point that anytime you go to any sort of Georgia event, you don't have to walk very far for someone to <laughs> stop and point it out, which I think is pretty awesome. And I, and I kind of love and, and very temporarily makes my son think I'm halfway cool. So thank you for that. Uh, listeners. Um, the vibe is right. Yeah, it's that, W Riz. Is it W Riz? Oh, I just got an eye roll from a cool middle school guy over here. Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, I think that the the vibe was good. Uh, it's fun. I do kind of like their charming little attempt at a tailgate. It's fun to kind of walk through frat row. That part of the stadium, they were very rowdy. It was not like ordinarily when you walk through frat row, it's on like it's like. 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning and everyone sort sort of drowsy. They were fired up and dialed up. The frats had all their signs out, some kind of mean, some kind of funny, some kind of dumb. Um, I, I would like to note that I ran, I ran into Robert Wolf's brother and his wife, uh, his wife uh, said, now be careful when he goes over there because it's a very inappropriate sign. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. He's been in traffic with me. Yeah. Uh, he, he can handle it. He'll be just fine. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, so I think that like, uh, but it was it was it's a different vibe out there during a night game. To be honest, it made me want to go like go if they ever like host Florida State for a night, that might be kind of a fun game to go to. Uh, but it was still let's not let's not get it twisted here. That was it was still almost entirely Georgia fans. <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. It was almost entirely Georgia fans. Yeah, pretty That's much. That's my question because it sounded. Look, the, the crowd shots made it look, I mean, it did look like there were a lot of people were in black, which could be either. Um, but it sounded like it was pretty evenly split based on the sound between Georgia fans and Georgia Tech fans. And I'll give Georgia Tech fans credit. I mean, they were loud. They stuck yeah. around. Um, I think they stuck around longer than Georgia fans did, if I'm being entirely honest, because I think really? after Georgia got up 18, yeah. I think after Georgia got up 18, it felt like that game was over. And it was, basically. It's such a different vibe than the Georgia Tech game usually is because it was it was very cold out there. That I I there, like there were people exiting. I wouldn't say it was entirely because we're you know we always sit on the Georgia Tech side so we can see the uh, so we can see the city. 
And, you know, and they're very polite, by the way. Like that is definitely different than sitting on the Florida side for the Georgia, uh, for the, for the Georgia Florida game. But it's very, um, you know, it's, it, uh, I would say they hung in longer because they were closer, but that, there wasn't a Georgia Tech fan in that game that thought they were really going to win that game. And I think it's, it's, it really felt like, it felt like Illinois keeping it close against Penn State or something, right? Like it felt like, all right. We can we can build off of this, and uh, but it's still you know it's still it's still a Georgia crowd, and it's probably going to be for a long time. Yeah, I will, I will say watching the game on TV, uh, there were a couple of perspectives that help um, help frame kind of my, I guess. I mean, I, I'm, I'm worried is not the right way. I, I'm concerned it's not the right. Maybe worry, just whatever is. Um, we didn't. I don't know if you noticed this. We didn't blitz. Maybe, maybe one time we blitz. And, and of course, uh, George Tech as the game went, we wanted to run the ball more and more because that was working. We still rotated a lot of guys, and we had a lot of guys get playing time in this game, uh, especially defensively. And um, it felt like Georgia offensively. It felt like Georgia had the opportunity, knew that they could run the ball pretty much when they wanted to, and did not ask uh, Beck to do a whole lot. There were there were multiple times when. Uh, it looked like it might have been an RPO, uh, and the ball was handed off, and uh, there were there were two or more receivers that were open. Um, so, uh, look, we'll talk about the Georgia Alabama game uh, when we do our podcast. We're going to record tomorrow night because of my travel. Um, but let's enjoy yet another win over Georgia Tech before we obsess about what's going to happen next week. Because there, there's only one thing Georgia can control, and that's how they play against Alabama in the SEC championship. And you win that game, you're in the playoff, and that's really what matters. And of course, uh, that all that margin for error was eliminated for several reasons, but I think foremost because of that insane play. And it is not pick six, by the way. People have been like, well, it's like Alabama's pick six. The pick six is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in a football game. <laughs> like that was a shocking ending to that game. But as someone to my right pointed out, um, it didn't. Uh, we were watching this game on YouTube TV right as we were about to go in the stadium. In fact, we actually watched it with some WSLS fans that stopped and said, "Oh, hey, it's Will and William." And then they kind of watched this with us, and then we were all kind of in shock at what had just happened. Uh, but William, what, what did you have to say about what happened there? Okay. You keep it tight. It's a short show. Okay. Auburn had two guys rushing. That's nine people guarding the wide receivers. Alabama has five wide receivers. Nine versus five. <laughs> Auburn should win that. There's a guy wide open in the back of the end zone. You know what? I wouldn't say he was wide. It was a good pass. It was, was a really good pass. It was a really good pass. It was high. He was open, but he was open at the back of the end zone and still had to leap. But yeah. but yeah, so like I agree. There should have been there still should have been like three guys on him, but it it was pretty shocking. William, you're right. I, I went back when I went back and rewatched that play and was like they only rushed two guys. How how is how are they in single coverage? And basically, they flooded the zone on the on the right hand side and had one receiver by himself over there uh, on man to man. It was a it was a well designed play, right? I mean, for for whatever you want to say about Tommy Reese and his play calling, it was a well designed play that obviously took a near perfect pass and a great catch to make. Um, yeah, it's uh the I mean Hugh Freeze lost a game that he normally wins. That's why he was hired at Auburn. And um, I don't hate it just because it is Auburn. So yeah, yeah, it's it's it, it, it adds it just adds another it just adds more stuff for Sunday Saturday, which is really, I mean, obviously it's a big SEC championship game, but I mean, North Georgia's made a bunch of SEC championship games in a row now, and a lot in the last few years. It feels like 
I mean, it's what since been seventeen that they had to win to get in. Yep, yep. that's right. So um, it feels huge. Of course, that was the first one. You know, that was the first one that they felt like they were getting in the playoff that way. It also, frankly, will be, I would argue, the last time that they have to win to get in. I think that, like, we'll see. Like, it's possible they lose three conference games and or two conference, like, three conference games that have to win to get in next year and still somehow sneak in the East. But it kind of feels like moving forward, both teams that make the SEC championship game are going to already be in the playoff. Um, so it's just hard to see how that wouldn't be the case when you're not when you don't have divisions and there's 12 teams in the playoff. It just seems whatever teams are in the SEC championship game, they're both already in the playoff and you're playing for a bye or you're playing for if you lose, you get a home game. This is it, right? Alabama, like whatever you we maybe we can we'll see if anyone wants to try to make the argument that Georgia can still get in if they lose. And I think it probably requires both Florida State and Texas losing. I think. I think it's yeah, probably. probably. I think that's right. I think it probably um, requires that. Uh, I think that's. I honestly think that's the only way. I just they're not going to put. I mean, I mean, they're not going to put uh, Georgia over Alabama when they just lost to them. They're not going to put Alabama over Texas, um, uh, or Georgia over Texas and, and Alabama over Texas when Texas won at Alabama. So, and uh, they're not going to put. Not going to not put an undefeated Florida State team in there. So, um, they have to win, and that this feels. We'll get. I want to really dig into this when we do the pregame show. But it really, I've been saying all year that this is the end of college football as we know it. Not necessarily that it's going to be bad moving forward, or we're not going to like it. It's just the way that you understand college football. This is the last time each season it's going to be like that. I can't think of a more apt way to do it for Georgia to play Alabama in the SEC SEC championship game, and the winner goes to the playoff, and the loser doesn't. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is uh, this is the end of an era in this way, um, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Of course, we say all that, and then you know nonsense starts happening, and next thing you know, Georgia <laughs> and Alabama both make it, but uh, it, it absolutely requires Texas losing. I think. Um, I think Florida State too. I just I I, I, I can't. Probably Florida State. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think so. I think. I think so. Um, all right. Well, good times all around. Uh, it's all, this is the fun times. This is uh, this is when it gets serious. Um, Tony, we'll going to tape Monday night. Also, thank you for not bringing up the Illinois game. Ugh. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I wrote a piece about the Michigan game for New York for nymag.com. If anyone wants to read, that was kind of a fun thing to write about. Entertaining game, to say the least. And, uh, you know, Michigan is, uh, it's Michigan. Like, for the record, Mich- the way Michigan plays, um, uh, if Georgia gets to a game against Michigan, that's a team that's really going to enjoy watching how Georgia Tech ran on on Georgia. Yeah, I agree. That either. But we got a long way to deal with to get to there. So, uh, Tony, uh, have a great uh, – welcome back from your travels temporarily. Uh, and then uh, we'll we'll take Monday night previewing the SEC championship game between Alabama and Georgia, the 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 game at the end of time, which would be pretty exciting. Um, otherwise, Tony, uh, have a good one. We'll talk uh, tomorrow night. Until then, go dogs. Go dogs.